Hi, I'm Gloria. Do you want to know why I look like this? I don't live in a castle or work at Disneyland as a princess. I've just adored fairy tales ever since I was a kid. Cinderella is my favorite. Read to me, Dad. What? Again? Oh, all right. Give it here. I lived with my dad and it was awesome. Until he married a military woman called Elvira. She was a lot. That's how I got a stepmother and two stepsisters, Kelly and Sherry. Does this remind you of anything? Yeah, I became the protagonist of my favorite fairy tale. Immediately after the wedding, they moved in with us. I came home from school and saw that Kelly and Sherry had taken my room. Hey, what are you doing here? Mom said that this is going to be our room now. How dare they? It wasn't fair. So I complained to Dad, but his reaction surprised me. Honey, don't be mean. The girls should feel at home here. Well, where am I going to live? You can move into the cupboard. What? It's dusty and full of junk. Get to cleaning then. <gasps> I wasn't sure I liked the fairy tale I ended up in. Elvira made Dad buy expensive outfits and gadgets for her daughters. He spent all his free time with them. They went to restaurants and boutiques. Meanwhile, I became a servant in our house. I cooked, cleaned, and did the homework for my stepsisters. I was sure I'd meet a prince soon. We would live happily ever after and all the villains would get what they deserved. That's why I endured it. Gloria, wake up before Mr. Harrison sees you. What? I'm not sleeping, I'm thinking. Are you all right? You've been sleepy lately. That's my best friend, Charlie. You could say that was my fairy godmother. <laughs> at recess, I told him that I wasn't getting enough sleep because I was doing my homework at night. I was too busy with chores during the day. You know, real life is different from fairy tales. You should stop waiting for a noble knight to come and save you from your stepmother. A stunningly handsome guy appeared in the hallway at that moment. He looked like a Disney prince. Wow. Oh, I take that back. The guy looked into my eyes seductively as he came closer. My heart started racing. Hi, could you? Yes. Move, you're blocking my locker. Oh, sorry. Later, I found out that his name was Archie. He had just transferred to our school and was rich as hell. He was perfect for the role of Prince Charming. I could imagine him confessing to me at the annual spring dance. Oh, but there is one issue. The guy of my dreams hey. wasn't paying any attention to me. Charlie, is Archie looking at me? Uh, nope. Why? Maybe his bad eyesight and can't see how cool I am. No, it's just that your prince has already found new friends. What? I turned around and saw that Sherry and Kelly were giggling at Archie's <laughs> jokes. Wow, were they trying to steal the guy of my dreams? I would show them who was the main character in our story. You know what, Charlie? I'm not going to suffer like Cinderella. It's time to act. Archie will invite me to the spring dance. You'll see. By the way, I have two tickets for the dance. What? Um, I said, <laughs> good luck. I wanted to put Sherry in their place before anything else. I decided that I would no longer be their slave. <laughs> I need the history report by morning. And so up my blouse. You'll finish before classes, won't you? Sure I will. Just you wait, dear sisters. <laughs> the next morning, I was ready to enjoy the show at school. Instead of the report, I do caricatures of Mr. Garrison in Kelly's notebook. When he saw them, he turned red as a lobster. What is this? Uh, it wasn't me, honest. To the principal's office now. You can explain it to him. <laughs> Kelly got what she deserved. Sherry was next. I made sure the seam on her blouse would burst at the worst possible moment. The poor thing blushed and put on a garbage bag to hide the hole. <laughs> I should have brought popcorn. The show was amazing. Aren't you going too far? Charlie, all's fair in love and war. Speaking of love, I stood by a poster about the spring dance and waited for Archie. Hi, I baked an apple pie. Do you want to try it? We could also go to the dance together. Pie? Spring dance? <laughs> Is this a joke? Cringe. Why did he think I was joking? Could there be something wrong with the way I looked? I decided to ask my dad for money and buy some new outfits. Baby, Elvira is now in charge of the family budget. You should ask her. Of course Elvira didn't give me a cent. She'd already spent all the money on her daughters. Ugh, still, I didn't despair and decided to get some part-time job. I found a job for a maid in a mansion. Wow, they pay really well, awesome. I knew how to do everything they needed me to do, so you're hired. Thank you, you won't regret it. I hope so. I've had to fire a lot of maids over the past few months. They kept, well, it doesn't matter. Hmm, what was he hiding? I was overjoyed when I found out the owner of the house was, 
Archie's father, Mr. Dickens. Now I would be even closer to the guy of my dreams. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You're Gloria, right? You look great. I'm sorry I was rude to you at school. Wow, that was the first time he smiled at me. I'm glad that you, um, that you're working here. Unfortunately, things at my home weren't as great. My nasty stepsisters had complained to my stepmother about my harmless jokes, and Alvira told Dad about it. Your daughter is completely out of control. Let's send her to a military camp. Honey, I don't think... What was that? You're right, dear. I promise I'll think about it. Wow, it seemed Dad didn't have any pride left. Pfft. Well, alright then. I would marry Archie and move into his posh house. Everyone would envy me then. I used my first salary to buy a dress and was sure my knight in shining armor would compliment me on it at school. However, for some reason, he walked by and acted like we didn't know each other. I decided to give him a nudge and deliberately dropped my textbooks in front of him so that he would help me pick them up. You know, like we're in a romantic movie. But it didn't work. Archie just mm. smiled haughtily. How can you be so clumsy? What's wrong with him? He's not perfect, you know. Why do you even like that narcissist? I want my happily ever after. You are incorrigible. That's when I noticed Kelly and Sherry. They were showing off their new jewelry to our classmates. Wow, are these real diamonds? Of course. Look at the way they're shining. Wow, where have they got something so expensive? I went to work after school. Archie's attitude was terribly upsetting. One moment he was smiling sweetly at me, and the next he was making hurtful jokes. I was thinking about it when his father walked into the living room. He looked furious. Gloria, could I talk to you for a second? Has something happened? I'm not accusing you of anything, but my wife can't find some very expensive jewelry, her earrings, and a pendant. I would never steal anything if that's what you're getting at. You seem like a good girl. I hope you really had nothing to do with it. That really hurt me. At that moment, I realized that Sherry and Kelly had been showing off a pendant and earrings at school. That made me suspicious. At home, I decided to get to the bottom of it. Where did you get those earrings? Your dad gave them to us. He said he loves us more than you. <laughs> Nonsense. Tell me the truth. It's none of your business. I wish they would send you to a military camp. I'm so sick of you. They slammed the door right in my face. Ugh, my stepsisters needed to learn some manners. I didn't believe them, but decided to ask dad about it just in case. What are you talking about? We don't have enough money to buy diamonds. I knew it. Sherry and Kelly had lied to me. I told Charlie about it the next morning. Huh? That's weird. You should stay out of it. I worry about you. I didn't want to quit my job yet. I still had a faint hope that Archie would grow to like me. It would have also looked too suspicious if I quit right after the jewelry went missing. So after school, I went back to the mansion. It turned out that Archie's parents had left, so it was just the two of us there. And you know what? He was acting like an arrogant jerk. While I was vacuuming a room, he was scattering chip crumbs on the other side of it. You missed a spot. The more I got to know him, the more disappointed I was. I was passing by an open study when I saw... Wow! Archie was stealing money from his father's wallet! Damn! What are you doing? You're too curious for a maid. Mind your own business. They'll fire you anyway, just like they did the others. Just imagine, Archie had a whole scheme planned out. He stole money from his parents and blamed everything on the maids. <laughs> I immediately remembered his father's words. I hope so. I've had to fire a lot of maids over the past few months. They kept... Well, it doesn't matter. That scoundrel! How could I be so blind? He was a spoiled teenager, not a prince. I was sure he'd stolen that jewelry and given that to my nasty stepsisters. Do you want your dad to think that I stole from you? That's a great idea. No, it isn't great at all. Put the money back, or I'll tell your parents the truth. Ha, <laughs> no one would believe you. Unfortunately, he was right. They would have believed their son and not some maid. But I had no choice. I didn't want to be accused of theft. I said, put it back. I don't know where I got so much strength from. I had been through a lot lately, and that helped me beat Archie. He eventually recoiled, looking confused. I tied him up with a curtain and took away the money. I was a Girl Scout, so I knew a lot about knots. I even had a special badge. But that's a story for another time. Well, that was easy. Untie me. You'd think that the day couldn't get any weirder? I thought so too, until... Charlie, what are you doing here? I was very worried about you and decided to follow you, but it seems you have everything under control. This is not what it looks like. You didn't see what happened. Before I could explain what was going on to my friend, Mr. Dickens walked into the study. Oh no, I was in so much trouble. What's going on here? 
Dad, she's crazy. Help me. Archie told him that he'd caught me stealing and tried to stop me, but I'd attacked him like some sort of hulk in a skirt. This is unacceptable. I'm calling security. I thought I was done for. No one would believe me. Now I would definitely be sent to military camp. Damn it. However, to my surprise, Charlie came to the rescue. That wasn't what happened. I have proof. It turned out that Charlie had seen me arguing with Archie in the window and filmed us on his phone. He showed the recording to Mr. Dickens. I told you, Charlie was my fairy godmother. <laughs> Watch this. Do you want your dad to think that I stole from you? That's a great idea. No, it isn't great at all. Put the money back or I'll tell your parents the truth. <laughs> no one would believe you. Mr. Dickens frowned at Archie. He knew the truth now and he was disappointed. My own son was stealing from me. I fired so many innocent people. You gave me too little pocket money. Have some shame. You've never wanted for anything. I'm sending you to a boarding school for boys tomorrow. Archie deserved it. Later, his parents thanked Charlie and me for helping them uncover the truth. By the way, Gloria, I was going to send Archie on a tour to Versailles during the holidays, but now he's grounded. I would like you to go in his place. Wow, Versailles? France? Thank you, Mr. Dickens. That evening, the police came to our house to take the earrings and pendant from my stepsisters and return them to their rightful owner. You know what? I'm tired of you. Elvira, you are mean and only care about money. All the evil stepmothers from fairy tales are kind compared to you. Sherry, Kelly, you are stupid and narcissistic. You will never have real friends if you keep this up. Dad, you are a complete pushover. Elvira is only interested in your money and she even turned you against me. You were much happier before they came along. I slammed the door shut angrily, leaving them standing there with their mouths wide open, and went to school. There I came up to Charlie and thanked him for his help. It was scary to imagine how things could have ended if it hadn't been for him. I wanted to go to the dance with a prince so much that I didn't notice anything around. Thank you for being there for me. Well, I'm not a prince, but I bought two tickets to the dance a long time ago. Will you go with me? To be honest, I really like you. Oh, Charlie, of course I'll go with you. What a twist, right? When I got home, I saw that neither Elvira nor her daughters were there. You've opened my eyes, Gloria. I told them to leave. Will you forgive me? Of course, I'm so glad. That's it, I'm going to the dance, and that's why I'm wearing this dress. Do you know what? This is not a Cinderella fairy tale. This is a fairy tale about me, Gloria, and it will definitely have a happy ending. What is your favorite fairy tale? I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, uh, I was late. Again! Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit me shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and that's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJ'd. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. How snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. 
But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with Cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right, hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What, what did, did you say? say? Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole, but it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day, but not anymore. Guess he's been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name. But I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy. But nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me! And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires. The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. 
No other choice. I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did! Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. <laughs> you got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there, frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ! Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, and I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad. That checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with E-Y. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission? Approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner, behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started… sobbing? I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart -heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another, so I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one-month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please, look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. 
I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, cause there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to god, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go, bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? <laughs> Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary Jesus and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait... What? And you're right, I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off-limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you. But hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you, and um... Will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy. Fortune is finally smiling on me. <laughs>
he yelled. The guy's faces changed, and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond. You're making things up again, Susan. Finally wrote Tori. Did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again? The others responded with smiley faces. Oh, really? Of course, the best defense is offense. And actually, reptiloids do exist. I'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet. I decided not to respond and tossed the phone aside. And these are my best friends. I watched the notifications from the shared chat pop on my phone all evening, but I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. Mom answered. We need to say that Anne Jacqueline is sick, and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise, and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation, and my mother shouted, Susan, breakfast is ready. I had to go downstairs and pretend I didn't hear anything. Of course, my appetite was out of the question. Thoughts swirled in my head, one more suspicious than the next. My friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me. This has never happened before. We always did everything together and had no secrets from each other. My parents were up to something too and made up some crazy story about Aunt Jacqueline. Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two, but I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior, and I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well, for the next few days, my parents didn't raise any suspicions, as if they knew I was watching them closely. We usually spent Friday nights together. We'd have a nice dinner, and then we'd sit in front of the TV and watch a movie. We have a rule in our family. We take turns choosing a movie. One week it was mom, next week it was dad, and the week after, it was my turn. If it wasn't for this rule, I would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months. My parents would usually pick some old movie, and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show, and it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer, and the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen, and I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. 
Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show? Like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? Dad looked at mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. Forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show, and you're complete strangers to me. How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly, don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning over breakfast without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. My friends for days now have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything! Despite the late hour, my message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show, and I'm overacting? Susan, I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were dare to you, but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What other headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on, and then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, They'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute. You wrote that you knew everything. What did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago, Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week. 
to relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us, and we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments. And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video. I woke up to a loud pop. Frightened, I called out for my boyfriend. Tom? Tom! But Tom wasn't there. So I had to find out what had happened. I cautiously looked through the window. I saw my boyfriend coming down the drain pipe. And some girl was loading bags into it. One of the bags burst. And our family jewels scattered all over the pavement. You can't imagine how shocked I was. Tom, what's going on? I yelled. The guy, meanwhile, jumped to the ground, walked over to the girl, and kissed her defiantly. Then he shouted, I used you to steal your family's money. The whole world came crashing down at the same moment. Tears rolled down my face. Stop. You probably don't know what's going on at all, do you? Let me start from the beginning. My name's Lissa. My parents own a huge factory and were rich, very rich. How did I meet Tom? And why didn't I realize right away that he was pretending to steal our mansion? One day, I was walking through the mall with my friend Lily. We walked from store to store until we reached the most expensive boutique in town. The name spoke for itself, luxury. Once inside, we immediately noticed the stunning shoes. Gold color, decorated with rhinestones, unbelievable. The price was not significant, $200,000. But I fell in love with them at first sight. So without thinking twice, I took the shoes to the checkout counter. I was greeted there by a guy with the name Tom on his badge. Did you see the price? He asked in surprise. Yes, 200,000. Here's the credit card. Tom almost dropped his jaw as he processed my purchase. He packed my shoes very carefully, and Lily and I headed for the exit. Suddenly, Tom called out to us in an uncertain voice. Excuse me, I'm gonna finish soon. Would you like to have some coffee? Lily and I looked at each other, and then, without even turning around, we laughed out loud. We found the idea of going out for coffee with an ordinary salesman hilarious. My friend and I said goodbye in the parking lot. As I was driving down the highway, in my rearview mirror, I noticed a suspicious car that seemed to be following me. Even pulling into the grounds of my mansion, I saw the same car drive by slowly. Maybe it was just a coincidence, and he was on his way. I walked into the house, a huge mansion on the outskirts of town. Already in the bedroom, I unpacked my purchase. I twirled in the shoes in front of the mirror for a while. Very beautiful. I wish I could have gone to school in them and wowed everyone. Even though my family was one of the richest in town, I still had to go to an ordinary school with children from poor families. Unfortunately, there were no other schools in the area. Oh, what a contingent it was. For example, the next day while I was walking down the hall, some nitwit shoved me, which caused the books I was carrying to scatter all over the floor. What a jerk. I gritted through my teeth. I agree. Someone handed me one of the books. I looked up and saw the cashier from the store. Tony? I asked in surprise. Tom, actually. Actually, I don't care. I'm new here. Can you show me around the school? I laughed out loud without another word. Carried on with my business. At the end of the day, there was a nasty surprise waiting for me in the parking lot. One of my tires was flat. Oh, crap. Wow, that looks like a serious puncture. Tom whistled. It was like he'd appeared out of thin air. I was not in the mood and barked. Piss off. Okay, just wanted to help you with changing the tire. Wait. <sighs> I sighed heavily. The spares in the trunk. Tom jacked the car up and replaced the tire. He did it easily, like he'd been doing it since he was a kid. When he was done, the guy asked me, how about a cup of coffee now? Just for a little while? I only said yes because he helped me. Tom nodded and jumped in the car. We drove to a coffee shop nearby. At first, Tom struck me as very chatty. 
But I had to admit, his stories were very funny. One of them made me laugh so hard, I even got coffee coming out of my nose. After the cafe, I volunteered to give Tom a ride home, but he politely declined. I shook my hands, started the car, and drove off. I could forget about the meeting, but at dinner, I accidentally spilled grape juice on the white tablecloth, and in the red stain spreading across the table, I suddenly saw Tom's face. There were his cheekbones, his forehead, his funny ears. I admired the stain and sighed languidly. My mother's voice brought me back to reality. Maybe you can help me take off the tablecloth. Okay, Mom. I spent the rest of the evening cleaning the stain and thinking about Tom. This had never happened to me before. I think I'm in love. When I met Lily at school the next day, I told her everything. My friend frowned. That Tom came out of nowhere. Don't you think that's weird? You're right. I should have gotten some information about him. Lily was worried about me. She was my best friend, and she was the only one who could deal with my hot temper. And what was our surprise? When we met Tom again outside the school, in his hand, he held a glass of coffee. Here, your favorite, is almond syrup, I remembered. The guy winked. Oh, thanks, but Lily and I have to run. I grabbed a glass, and my friend and I quickly left. I needed a break to find out who this Tom really was. So at night, I planned to check all social media and find out more about him, but not until after the gym, which I did every Wednesday. I stayed a little longer than usual that day. So, I had to walk through the dark parking lot to get to my car. Just when I was opening the door, I heard a whistle. When I turned around, I saw the figure of a huge boogeyman emerge from the semi-darkness. He muttered, Beautiful car. Must be expensive. His stone gave me a good scare. I wanted to run away, but my legs stopped responding. I'll call the police! But it wasn't so easy to scare the man. He had already stretched out his arms to grab me. I squeezed my eyes shut with fear. But a few seconds passed and nothing happened. I cautiously opened my eyes and saw Tom. Next to the guy was the defeated boogeyman lying on the pavement. He was shaking his fist and screaming in pain. Come on, let's get out of here, shouted my savior. You, you saved me, I whispered. Tom put me in the passenger seat, and he jumped behind the wheel. The car screeched out of the parking lot. I told Tom the address of my house. When we pulled up outside the mansion, the guy exclaimed, Wow, this house is huge. While he admired the mansion, I admired him. It was great that he'd saved me and brought me home unharmed. Tom started to say something, but I didn't listen. I clung to my savior and kissed him. Tom hugged me and we kissed for a few more minutes. However, it was time to say goodbye. At home, I couldn't stop thinking about my Prince Charming, and I fell asleep with a smile on my lips. So, did you find out who Tom really is? Lily asked me the next morning. Yes, he's my hero, my savior. My friend was confused when she heard me say that, but I didn't have time to go into details. I wanted to see Tom as soon as possible. So, I invited him over to my house for dinner. Come over tonight, and I'll show you around the mansion. I'm sorry, but I'm not ready to meet your parents yet. He hesitated. Don't worry, they're gone for the weekend. Tom closed his locker, smiled, and nodded. In the evening, I met him on the doorstep, and we had a real tour of my house. We visited almost every room. But for some reason, that study interested him the most. He was looking around with a keen eye. He was especially interested in my dad's safe. Tom kept looking at it and then suddenly started asking strange questions. When did your mom and dad meet? When were you born? And your parents? I was glad that Tom wanted to know more about me and my family, so I gladly answered all of his questions. After the tour, I invited the boy over to the table. We ate and chatted happily, and then Tom poured me my favorite grape juice. I was extraordinarily lucky to meet you here to our meeting, and you, bottoms up. Wonderful toast, Tom. We clanked glasses, and I drank the juice. Suddenly, my phone rang. It was Lily. I had to leave the table, go up to my room and answer it. My friend was really hysterical. She was screaming, I checked it out! Tom the burglar! No way! I couldn't hear another word. My ears 
were ringing, my eyes were getting blurry, and my legs buckled, and I fell down. The last thing I remembered was Tom's sly smile, and the rest you already know. When I woke up, my head was literally pounding. Of course, the creep had put something in my glass. Tom had bagged everything he could find, and now he was about to flee the scene of the crime with his girlfriend. I used you to steal your family's money. I felt so sorry for myself, but wanting to rip that bastard to shreds helped me pull myself together. Meanwhile, Tom and his girlfriend jumped in the car. I ran to my dad's office. The safe was open, and there were bills scattered around. So that's why Tom was asking all those questions. He wanted the password to the safe, and apparently, he had succeeded. I rushed downstairs to the main entrance. I opened the doors and saw Tom's car heading for the gate. Well, I'd have to give chase. I wouldn't want to give up everything that belonged to my family that easily. But the tire of my car was flat again. It was in the same place it had been in the parking lot. Now I knew. Tom had a whole plan to lure me into his web. He slashed my tire outside the school, and that bouncer didn't just show up at the gym. Tom had sent him too. That bastard had to do everything he could to get me to like him. Well, he succeeded. He had me wrapped around his finger so easily. I ran out into the road in a panic. But all I had to do was to watch the crook's car leave the grounds of the mansion. Exhausted, I sat down on the pavement and wept bitterly. Suddenly, the sound of a police siren was heard somewhere nearby. This was my last chance to set things right. As I ran out the gate, I saw Tom and his girlfriend being detained by the police. Standing next to the police car was my Lily. My friend rushed toward me. Are you okay? I am now. Did you call the cops? Yes, right after the call. We hugged. I was so grateful to Lily for being there for me. You're lucky. The robber took a long time with the safe and didn't have time to get away, said the policeman who came up to us. Thank you, officer. I walked over to the patrol car. Tom was sitting in the backseat handcuffed. He looked at me with eyes full of hate. I smiled and waved. The police left, and Lily and I went back to my place to celebrate my rescue. By the way, that story had taught me something. After I'd almost lost everything, I realized that I was worthless on my own. So it's time for me to change. I'm learning to be kinder and better, and Lily's helping me do that. What life events made you change? It would be great if you could tell me your story in the comments. And don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Bye! Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.